Greetings again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I trust that we will have this understanding. It's just a follow-up series on on what we what, what we dealt with yesterday, right? Uh, we were talking about the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. That unadulterated bride weight. Unadulterated bride weight. So what we were talking about, we were talking about who she truly is. Who she truly is. Saints. We were addressing who she truly is, right? And then we said the inspiration was what, saints? What did he say the inspiration was? Handing over back to God his own property. So therefore, I needed maybe a, a board, Mama Jimmy, maybe to write so that because it was a teacher subject so that we can understand. I wanted to write three things. I wanted to write upright, body, and temple. Three things, just so that I can answer this. So let me just tell you what am I answering. Let me tell you what am I answering. Uh, this, 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 uh, all right. I just need clarity on this form, the temple of the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. Is there a difference between the two? I'll repeat. I just need a clarity on the temple of the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. Is there a difference between the two? Another question was, will God destroy his own uh, what is it called? His own property. Is it there? Or his own uh, 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 being or his, or his own personal. I don't know. But then it's about that. Will, the, will God destroy it? So the scripture says anyone who defiles the body will be destroyed. Right? So I want us to go to the book of Corinthians because now I have to take it there so that I can actually do it. So, um, uh, it's a blue bag in there. So I need it in my car. It's a blue bag. So, um, Saints, we go to the book of Corinthians, right? Chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3. And then we are going to read verse 16 and 17. And uh, I want you to understand, Saints, as we begin to read this now. We say, now, today we, when we read, we say, handing over back to God his own property. Right? I just want us to focus on that. Then we will understand the rest. Now, when I, when we started yesterday, I wanted you to see yourself, who you are and where <coughs> you are. Who you are and where you are. You understand that? 
so that we we're not confusing we're not confusing things. It's not in the bag. It's not. It's in the car. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. We get that sense. So are we? Are we at the at, at the verse? Brother Charles, take, can you read it for us? Start from verse nine, chapter three. Article chapter three. Corinthians, Corinthians chapter three. We start from verse nine. And then we'll go to verse 16. For we are laborers together with God. He are God's husbandry. He are God's building. Amen. You understand? Ye are what? For we are. Not we will be or not we are like. So I want us to understand this is not a figure of speech. This is not metaphorical. This is what we are. This is this is this is a real time. We can can we can we use that word? This is real. This is true. This is truth. A truth. Right. We are and, and we have to understand that this is a great mystery. Remember that? And it goes when the great mystery and God, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. We said these things becomes counterintuitive, all right? So, so now we have to follow that. We are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, right? It means it's a field or a farm. You see, a farm, a place to cultivate or a cultivable place. Are we understanding that? Ye are what? God's building. Right? Now let's go verse 16. And know ye not. Now, I want us to understand that Paul says, know ye not, when he begins to talk about us being the temple of God. He says, know ye not. I want you to, 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 to try to drill in those, that, that, send, that, that question that Paul is asking. But somehow, we do not know this. That's why I say, know ye not. Now, nah, let's see. Know ye not. He's asking this. And it is very important for us to understand what he's asking. Because somehow, the manner in which we behave, we act, we do things, it does not come to us that we understand what Paul is telling us here. Are we getting that? He says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The Spirit of God dwelleth where? In you. Right. If any man defile the temple of God, the word defile is to corrupt, 
is to destroy. You see? Is to take you out of holiness. Or to take you out of an ethical sense. You getting that? You see, it speaks of moral influence. We're getting there. So now, if anybody, the scripture says, defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Right? Alright. I'm going to take there. Saints, you remember we spoke about the difference between the bride of Christ and the body of Christ. The bride of Christ and the body of Christ. So, <laughs> I'm going to ask you again, and one really, if you understand, tell me, what is the bride and what is the body? Who is the bride and who is the body? Because we, we, we really need to understand something. Yeah, because if we didn't get that, then therefore we are going to miss something. You see? Uh, I gave some scriptures for us to, to try to understand, and then I uh, just want to, because I really made my notes simple on a pen because of time. And then we will go, I'm going to go through the scripture instead, because, and then, but then, there's a quotation that, that we actually read, which is very important, that one can actually understand. Can we read... Uh, 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 the book of Ephesians because remember what we said what we said about about the the communion we said that the scripture says we have to discern the Lord's body so if we do not then therefore we find ourselves sick and even dying so without discerning the Lord's what? The Lord's body. So that we wanted to understand what is the Lord's body. And we also find out that the Lord, by the book of Acts chapter 75, Stephen testifies to see the Lord Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of God, right? Of the majesty in heaven, right? In heaven. And then the Lord Jesus Christ confirmed it in Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, to say that he who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me as I also am uh, overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Remember that? So the question was, how can you be here on earth and you are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ? And he is in heaven. Because I can't say that you are part of me when you are not with me. In, 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 in our common sense. 
So this statement, the reason why Paul says it's a great mystery, because it's not a common sense or a logical thinking or human intelligence to understand. You need to be elevated into the spirit to understand what the scripture is saying when it speaks of this. Then therefore, we need to understand what is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And then what is the bride? But then my focus, I want to go to swift swiftly. Because my focus is not necessarily in the bride now and in the body. My focus is on the temple. Because now, the question here, the question here is asking about the temple of the Holy Spirit and the body of Jesus Christ. Right? You, you remember, Jesus Christ was born on earth and the body in which he was born in was actually formed and created by God, right? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You understand that? So, I want us to, I'm just going to make comparisons quickly so that I can help you. Comparisons between the two, because he's Adam and then we have Adam. So if you want to see what happened to the second Adam or the last Adam, we have to look at the first Adam. I'm getting that. So now, uh, when God made Adam, when he created Adam, he created Adam as both male and female. They were two, right? It was male and it was what? Female. Do we understand that? So, so, so that, that's very important. So number two, number two, what I want us to look into now is this, is that when he formed man, he actually did not make a human and a man at the same time. He formed one, right? Now, this is very important. God was not making a mistake. <clears throat> Remember, he has to fulfill that which he has created, that which was in his thoughts. Mm. Right? So, in the day that he created them, according to Genesis chapter 5, he named them Adam. Why? Because if you go back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, you find God says it is not good for a man to be alone. And then you read God begins to bring the animals to Adam. He pauses. He says, I will make him a help me. But instead, he pauses. I will make him help. He pauses and bring everything from the ground. After he brought everything from the ground, he said, from the ground, are you hearing me? From the ground was found no help meat for a man. So the help meat of the man was not found from the ground independently was found in a man because it, it cannot be something else Amen. it must be that man because man came out of god so god didn't come out of the ground man came out of god now i want you to understand that and then god brings a man and a woman from him so therefore the woman comes out of man Man came out of God. 
Now, here is the body that God made for the man that he created, the spirit man. Remember, man is a spirit, right? I want you to understand that man is a spirit. So God makes a body for a man. He makes a temple for a man. I'm going to put it this way. Let me just not take you there because you are going to be confused. He makes a body for a man. And after that, the man is the perfect. Man is perfect. Everything is there. There's no sin, no nothing. Here is man. So God makes man to, to sleep. And then from the man, he took only one rib from the bones of Adam. From the flesh of Adam, he takes only one rib. And he actually uh, makes it to become big. So that it can be able to be in front of where it belongs hmm. so that it can be here and communicate you see when i communicate with me so when adam uh, uh, was given eve was given rather a female because when when god created amen when god created a man forgive me man so when God created a man, right, since when God created a man, is both male and female. So now, God brought all animals out of the ground and he asked the man to identify them. So naming is identification or characterizing the identity of a particular thing, right? So after that, then, out of the ground was found, no, help me for... Adam, help me, is a suitable companion, right? Now, God made Adam to sleep, and he took one rib, and then he brought it to Adam. Now, I ask you a question. Can I take one of your bones when you're, you are fractured on the hand and bring it to you? Would you identify it as one of your bones? You won't, right? But now, I want you to understand that when God, after he has brought Eve, that rib, in front of Eve, of, of Adam rather, when he brought the human in front of Adam, Adam was able to identify Adam. He did not refer his human in, as another species. He identified her as him. Amen. He says, this, listen to me, the whole Eve, this, the whole Eve, is bone of my bones. Hallelujah. Eve is only one bone of the rest of the bones that Adam had. So Eve was not somebody else. Amen. Eve is Adam's bone. So Eve is Adam. Eve is body of Adam. Is body of Adam. Are you getting it? Eve is body of he comes from the body of Adam. Now he comes from the she comes from the body of Adam. So Adam has a body. Eve comes as you see him as a wife. It's a body 
of Adam. But Eve must understand because she qualifies to be a bride because she is part of the rest of the bones. She's not all the bones of Adam. She is part of the bones. Now, she is bone of the bones. So that's the bride. When a particle or a part is identified, we're talking about the bride. The body of Adam is the body which Eve, the bride, was taken out. The body of Adam is the entire body, but Eve was the, the, the only one rib or a cell which God took out. One cell that God took out and make out of that a, man, a, a woman. Meaning, when God see, when Adam see, he said, this is a female. It is a man in the form of a fee. Is a male in the form of a fee? Is a man in the in the form of a womb or of a womb? Are you getting that sense? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about here. We want to show you the body and the bride. So the bride is that which is taken out. The bride meaning the bride is flesh. Can I repeat it? The bride is what? Flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones. <laughs> so Adam still had more. You see? So but when Eve was presented to Adam, Eve was not something else, was not nobody else. It was Adam. Eve was Adam. You see, I'm saying Eve so that you understand what I'm talking about. So remember, she was not Eve, she was Adam. Eve is named because of the fall. Eve is telling that this woman did not express Adam only. This woman did not express Adam only. That's why her name was called Eve. You're getting that? Because she's a mother of all living. She was supposed to be the mother of those that came from Adam only. Or a mother of those that come from the thought of God only. Amen. So now she became a mother of everyone even if they didn't come from the thought. They come from a process of reproduction. You getting that? So therefore, that, that, that's the, I'm trying to break, to build that, so that we understand. So here is Jesus. The body of God. I want you to understand. Jesus is not made out of Adam. Jesus has no physical connection with Adam. Mm. The body of Jesus is made of God. Mm. So his body, the scripture says, is the church, right? His body is the church. What is he talking? The body that Jesus was carrying 
When he walked the streets of Nazareth, is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to try to be clear. That body, that literal body, is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That body. Just like Adam was brought first, and Eve has to be had to be taken. So at the cross, when God punched, you see, pierce, bruise, and there came from his side, out of his side, what? Blood, water, and spirit. The bride. Became that flesh. <laughs> By that, he gave the bride flesh. When that process happened at the cross, he gave flesh. The bride, what? Flesh. So the bride then became bone of his bones. And flesh of his flesh. So the bride is taken out of his sight. A church is his body. The, the bride is taken out of his sight. That is the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ taken out of his sight. So, listen to me. The body, I want you to understand, Christ was in that body. Christ was in that body. And the bride was that body receiving judgment. Remember, it's not Jesus who is deceived. It is the bride who is deceived. It's the, it's, the, it's the church that is deceived. Right? The bride that is deceived. So the bride must what? Must receive that punishment. So she was punished at the cross. You see? That's why Romans chapter 7 tells you that know ye not, or chapter 6 rather, know ye not that we who are baptized into Christ were actually baptized into his death. So that as Christ died and rose again, we also may die from the old life and have what? Be, rise with a what? A new life. Are you getting that? So there is actually a point that I'm driving here. I want you to follow the point that I'm driving here. Because the idea is, I want to show you that you are not your body. You are a spirit. Can I repeat that? So you are not a body, you are a spirit. Your body, the Lord made. He needed a body, right? The body the Lord made, which you come from. So you need to identify where you're coming from. The person that is now, 
resurrected by the weight or quickened by the weight is a dead gem city of life. Now is reminded where it's coming from. From Christ. Are you getting it? That's why this is not a church. This is a, a tabernacle. It's a, it's a gathering place. It's a congregation. Ecclesia. It's a congregation. It's an assembly. If you understand that. Where the individuals that is born or entering by birth into the body. Are you getting that now? How do you enter into that body? By birth. The individuals makes the bride. Now you know where is your body. And who part are you? What makes you? You realize, according to Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 18, it says that we are going to be also in his glorified. Do you know why? Because if my husband is glorified, I am also. That's why Paul in in the book of Romans chapter 8, he does not say we shall. He says, now, them that are what? Are called. He also what? Justified. Them who be justified, he also sanctified. Then we did that, what he did? He also glorified. So you are not going to be glorified. You have already been glorified with him. Your problem is you are looking at the tabernacle or the temple. That's what confuses you. You are looking at a temple. So therefore, according to... Let's read the, 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 the scripture here. What is the scripture saying, says? Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from this text. I'm going to read from this text. I'm going to read from verse 25 so that I can actually clarify something. It says, Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved what? <laughs> so the church is the wife. Are you seeing that? Not the bride. The church is the wife. Alright. Even as also Christ has loved his church, the church, and gave himself for it, that he might what? Sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the weight, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, 28. So ought men to love their wives. Amen? As their own. He says, as. 
You, to you, it is S. But when it comes to Christ, it is not figuratively. It's an actual fact. You are actually not existing. You, you are actually, you are the one who is figurative. You are actually, what are you doing, husband and wife? You typify the real thing, which is Christ and the church. He says, oh man. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Because Christ's body is actually the bride. The, the wife of the church. Can I repeat that? Christ's body is actually the church. His wife. That man body that you saw, that Christ was in that male body, was the church. Amen. Hallelujah. His wife. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on. Stuff I'm going to repeat it. The body Christ was getting through Nazareth, going through Galilee, on the seas, and walking on top of the sea. That's the church. Amen. That body specifically, literally. It's tough what I'm going to say. Uh, ministers would have to listen to this and go pray to God. To try to tell this because this is really, really a great mystery. As he says, great mystery. The only two mysteries. God being, being flesh and we being actually him. Right? Okay. As they are born, he that loveth his wife, loveth what? Himself. That's why I was telling you that Christ, God cannot love. Love you if you are not there. That's why he say, I hate. He says, I love you. So you must be in him before. And then you qualify for that love. It is very discriminatory, that love is also selective and it is oh my goodness it's conditional it's too much conditional <laughs> are you giving that sense? Amen. for no man ever yet hated his own flesh right? but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. So how did God, the Lord, nourish it, cherish it, the church? How did that how did that happen? Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? because the church is his body? Yeah. It's not something else. Is his body. That male body yeah. that you see Adam had. The second Adam or the last Adam also had a body. We didn't see the wife. That's the problem. <laughs> the wife. When God made the wife, he made Adam to sleep. And pierce his side. Amen. 
and bring his bone to him. Coming from where? His body. So that thing is not coming from somewhere. So that the bride of Christ is not coming from somewhere. It's coming from that body. Oh, these people, they don't hear me. It must come from that body. You can't come from... That's why it says, the body has now prepared. You see it now? The body has now... That's now Hebrews. Sure. That's a great mystery when he says the body is now prepared. Now you look at it, you think you now what he was talking about Christ. No, he's talking about the bride. Because remember, we read that the bride and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and actually uh, the word is absolutely a revelation. Mm. So you need to understand that the church is revelation. So you understand because now I asked Sister Maria today and asked her. And then he said the church is the body, like, like he's always saying it. Like, like then I said, no, this person does not understand this. You see? Now, when we talk about now the question of my brother, you, you'll see what I was talking about. Because everybody will say, no, the church is the body and so forth. How? Yeah, no, it's a body. How? You speak as though it's something that is written. It's, it's a revelationary, it's a revelational matter. Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Are you getting that? Mm -hmm. It's not just something you you get out of the you go to the tree. I, I got it. No, it's a revelation. Now I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you that. Now he says, "No man ever yet hated his own body." So my own body is actually. My wife. Your problem is you married your wife from another family. So your mind cannot actually bring the two together. That's why you're supposed to leave your mother and father. So that you can come to a consciousness. You can awaken to a reality that now you have found your body. <laughs> you have found your body. Because this in front of you is not an extra person or a stranger. It coming out of you. So it's part of everything you are. <laughs> All these things is part of it. Are you getting that? Amen. I'm trying to make you understand it. <laughs> so now, the scripture says, For no man ever ate it. <clears throat> As the Lord the church. For we are. He changes now. Now, he's not referring to a church. He refers now to we. Meaning, this now speaks of the bride. Okay, 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 okay. Let's focus. We are talking about the church, right? The wife. The church, the wife, right? Now, he says, we are. It goes to every individual that makes that body. Now, when, when he says that, it changes a focus from the wife into what? 
into the bright. It narrows down. It zooms in. Now, it was here on outside. Now it goes deep. It says now, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. This church, church, kill, 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 He is not saying for the church is the member of his body and of his. He says, we are. When he says that, now it tells us who is the bride. Of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be what? <laughs> you realize why we need to be joined? <laughs> the bride must be joined. <laughs> and then you'll understand that we are one flesh. Now, it does not say, if we are one flesh, which flesh is it? It can be your flesh. Just, just close it. Just, just that page. Cancel it. If you thought it was your flesh, cancel it. The flesh is talking about one flesh. It is that one. We are that flesh. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Because Eve was not a flesh that comes somewhere. That's why he says, out of the ground was found no help me for, for Adam. So that you must know out of the earth is found no help me for Christ. Amen. The help me of Christ is coming from heaven. Where Christ is coming from. Amen. In fact, it's coming in Christ. It's coming out from Within him. We are coming from him. The help meet of Christ. Must come from Christ. So, so stop this thing. You see this thing. When you break all the cycles in the message. Or, or the cycles of the churches and so forth. So that the people may understand. That we are not here about these Denominations. Yeah. Organizations and all the cycles that we are trying to do. That's why I'm asking you, how can your hands hate your body, your feet? How can your hands hate your ear? Because your hands will always club your ear. You understand that that cannot be. Your hands cannot hate. Therefore, if you are part of the body of Christ, why do you hate me, brother? What's your problem? Why do you gossip about me? Think of them. A person say, Joe, have you saw my ear? <laughs> Telling other people, you saw my ear. <laughs> They think, oh, they snacks. <coughs> they snacks. If that's your end, you're going to do everything if you think there is something about it. Oh, oh, oh let me just make it practical. That's why you see women like me, right? They will try to hide, even use makeup or something to hide the thing they think it don't look good on them so that they, don't, they look only perfect. If you are a woman, what's your problem is? No woman will just, just show people, oh my, my, this is, you see, the Chinese are doing everything to make their face. They can even shape their face and when the person remove their thing, 
a man divorced a, a, a woman in China. When he he comes to realize, hey, this person has changed herself. Because you know what's going to happen? The children you produce <laughs> will redeem. <laughs> That there's something you were hiding. Let me just not go on on that one. <laughs> you getting it, saints? Amen. You are what? Members of his body, of his flesh, and of his what? Bones. You are members of his flesh and of his bones. That's what Paul is saying. He says, Amen. This, Vestal Jew, this is a what? A great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and what? And the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife. It actually, see why it's a particular? It, it, it separates you, part by part. So love his wife. Even as himself. As what? Because Paul is trying to reveal to you that if it comes to Christ, there's no separation. There's no, there's no stranger. The wife of Christ cannot be a stranger. That's why when he came in the book of Acts to Saul, he made sure Saul knows that he is not dealing with somebody else. He's actually dealing literally with him. Was he referring to the flesh of those people? No. That's where we come into the point to say, Know ye not that ye are the temple. You are not the body of Christ. Christ is your body. You are the spirit in that body. So your body is actually a temple house. That's why the verse we read says, Ye are the temple, the building. So, so now, when I say property, that's why I say, when I come to this place, I speak about property. Christ is not a property, it's a body. But you, you are a property. Your body, not you, your body is a property which you are dwelling. It's a property of Christ, the Holy Spirit, of God, the Holy Spirit, where you are actually dwelling. You are dwelling in a property. Your body is actually a temporal house. That's why he said we do not have a continuing city. We are seeking one to come. Yeah. Glory. That's why you have a glorified body. Do you know why? Because this is temporal. The scripture says flesh and blood will not inherit. But while you are here, the scripture says present your body as what? As a living sacrifice. When it says that, it means that is sanctified. So if it's a living sacrifice, when sacrifice is given, it has to speak. Because it's no longer belonging to you. So what Paul is telling us, do you know that those bodies you are living in, you the spirit, are living in, it does not belong to you. It is God's property. But you are using it for your own benefits, purposes, and for your own things. That's why... Oh my goodness, people. You're using his body. The, go into the Old Testament and understand everything that was sanctified and was given as a sacrifice to God. It could not be used 
for any human consumption or human benefit. It has to be used solely for the glory of God. So now you have a property. When I say you, I'm not talking about the flesh. I'm talking about you inside that body. That's why Paul says, brethren, we should not. When this tabernacle be dissolved, we have another one waiting. Are you getting that? Another one waiting. That's why you can be one with Christ by the flesh. By your flesh. But you can be one with Christ by his flesh. Amen. Not by your flesh. Your flesh is not a body, it's a temple, it's a house, a building. Let's read it. Let's read it. We can find it. Let's read it. Can we read it? Alright, let me just say this statement before. Alright. Who, who staying close to Tavins? Who stay close to Tavins? We are. You staying close to Tavins, right? Mm -hmm. Alright. Do you have a problem with those people? A lot. No? <laughs> you have a problem with them? <laughs> what, they, what do they do to you? <laughs> they just block the road. They, they try to consider it. That's the problem. You have a problem with them there where they are? No. Are they bothering you? No, where they are, I don't. You don't have a problem with them? Yeah. Where they are? Yeah. Like, who's, who's another? Who's living here? A tavern. You, have, you all have a tavern close to you all there, right? Do you have a tavern there, right? You stay next to the club. And you also, you, there's, there's what you call it? The what? The thoughts. The thoughts. The so, those people are doing bad things. They are drinking. They are fighting each other. They are... <clears throat> they are cursing, they are doing all these other things. Those things you don't like, right? But you don't have a problem with those people, right? Do you know why you don't have a problem with them? Because they are not doing those things in your house. Mm. Mm. You understand? So, let me just bring it to you. Do you know that God does not have a problem if you commit adultery? You commit fornication, if you lie, if you steal, if you amen, if you kill and you do that. God don't have a problem. Alright? God don't have a problem with, with, with you doing that. <coughs> That's why you need to understand. The only problem God has is that you are doing it in his house. The house of God is clean, should be sanctified and holy. Yeah. You come and do the things in the property that does not belong to you. Can you imagine when you find somebody in their home, your home, doing those things? If you are away from your home, it does not give anybody your property to come and do everything they want in your property. You are going to call the police for, for those people. Is that not true, saints? Because nothing that is not permitted of you should be, not, should be done in your home, in your property. Right? Are you getting me now? 
You can go commit fornication. It's fine, my brother. But don't come commit it in that body. Because that is the temple. Are you getting it now? The body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So think of the Holy Ghost, how holy he is. And you come in the holy place. That's why I told you what happened to the sons of Aaron. When they did what? Offered strange fire in the holy place. What happened to them? The scripture says they died right there. Why would God do different by you? He killed those people. Why would you be different? Why must God leave you and not destroy you? You get it. Your spirit, your soul, the person that is living in that temple will be destroyed. The scripture says, do not be afraid of the one that can kill the body. You must fear the one that has the power to kill the soul. Are you getting that now? So your soul is in God's temple. Let the Christians know that they are not living in their own property. They are li- they- their property is of the Lord. He is giving you to live in it. That's why Paul said, it is no longer I that live, but Christ who liveth in me. Because what did Paul do? Paul has hand over Back to God, his own property. He says, I live, yet not I. Are you getting that? But Christ who is living in me. I thought maybe I am helping you, saints. By opening it. Was I helping? For me, yes. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to give you a code to show you that you don't have the Holy Ghost when the... <laughs> when a mosquito bites you, so you must go look for a token. If you are being bitten by a mosquito, you must go look for a token. <laughs> you think I'm, I'm playing? I'm gonna give you a code. <laughs> the other time I spoke, ne, and you thought I was playing, then I realized that actually it was the inspiration, it was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> don't worry when it comes my sister don't worry as long as he can bite you then you know there's a problem <laughs> alright now listen to me saints now is it answering you now now don't you know that's why you, you realize why he's asking know ye not because our life our behavior the manner in which we live Seems as though, are you getting me? Sense? It is as though we behave as though that we own this. No, 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 no. Let me just tell you, you don't own it. That belongs to the Holy Ghost. It belongs to God. So that's why I say you can't just do anything you want to on your nails because the Holy Spirit told Brother Branham, we can't put Eagles cross. We can't be Jezebels. You can't do what you want on your hair. Because he told the prophet that you must grow your hair, sister. Brother, you must not grow your hair because the prophet told us that, the Holy Spirit told us in the prophet that we must cut that hair. 
You can't dress as you want to and be naked with all the miniskets and so forth because the Holy Ghost told you how to cover the temple. It was Moses who was, who was giving what? A, a pattern of what? The temple. The tabernacle. And that tabernacle became the temple. Are you understanding that? By Solomon. And it was still built according to the pattern. So if you are not according to the pattern, the pattern was given to the prophet of the age. He told us how to handle this body. It don't belong to you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. <coughs> it don't belong to you. <coughs> you can't just go everywhere you want to. I was just in the tavern with the brothers. I'm not drinking. I was with them and they win them to Christ. That's not your body. Did the Holy Ghost confirm that? Mm -hmm. Come on now. It's not your temple. We're talking about a temporal abode. So this is not the body of Christ. Your body is not the body of Christ. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. The temple of God. Where God must be living. Do you realize that God, when Cain left and all his generation, they were still doing all of the, the things they do. They did bad, bad things. There was uh, uh, the child of Jubal Cain or whatever. Who killed somebody there just for fun? He says, I killed him for fun. It was nice to kill that person. They were sleeping around doing all those bad things. They were painting nails. They were doing them as a makeup. It comes from the lineage of Cain. Check it in the scripture. They were doing all those, those things. And God had no problem with them. Not at all. Until Genesis chapter 6, when it affected the temple of God. The sons of God. Are you getting? When it affected them, then God came in. What did God do? The flood. Let me just help them. We all not having the Holy Ghost. So let me just close. <laughs> so just have patience with my heart. My heat, the heat in here. Now listen to me, saints. Listen to me, saints. Are we listening? Are we, are we, are we listening? Mm -hmm. When it affected the sons of God, then God brought what? The flood. You realize that the Philistines will be doing all those bad things. But when the children of God begins to, to do those things, what happened? They say, Israel, in the times of the judges, and Israel did that which was evil in the sight of God. And what did God do? He led them over. To be ruled by other nations to persecute them. Yeah. Why? Because them, they are the temple. They must live by the weight. But it is not in the Philistine to live by. God is not expecting a Philistine to follow truth. A Jebusite, God is not expecting to follow truth. The truth must be followed by the chosen elected group. You claim you are in the message. You are not a Philistine. Let me tell you now that your body is a temple. is a place of abode for the Holy Ghost. Let it be known, I declare. 
Because if you live like you want to, if you do as you wish, you are doing what? You are saying that Christ must be crucified again. And can I repeat that? You claim to be the bride, right? If you are the bride or the body of Christ, it means you are literally that body of Christ. You are holy. Are you getting me? So, and Christ was crucified with you at the cross. Right? So, therefore, you're supposed to have the newness of life. Right? So, if you do what you want to do, it would mean you live a sinful life. It would mean that you want it to happen again. You want Christ to go through crucifixion again. Are you getting what I'm saying? You getting it? So that's why you need to understand that whatever you want to do, Whatever you do, it's okay. As long as you can get out of that temple when you want to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Die! And go do it. Because the only way to get out, it is death. You understand it took the death of God. To produce you. So if you want to produce something else, die. Get out of the temple. And go do it very far. A man did it. A priest. A Levite. Took. Go away. Went on and took a prostitute and go live. In front of the temple with a prostitute. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? Phineas came. With a javelin. Because the people were dying because of what the priest is doing. You must understand. It don't matter that there is a pastor or a child of a pastor, a leader, whatever. If they do what is wrong, it is wrong. Amen. We can't do what they do. It is wrong. We have to rebuke. Come with a javelin, sister. Ask. Why are you here with the prostitute? Pierce that wood, the, the belly of this priest or whoever the person is. Because you are bringing life into this. You cut a curse. You cut what a curse in Israel. So that life may proceed. That's why I say, you can't even do things around the temple of God. Certain things cannot be spoken around you. You can't allow them to be spoken around you. Certain things you can't just listen to every music. What oh, you understand? Church, have we got to church there in Fikhan Park and play uh, music, all kind of music? Have you have you ever done that? So why do you want to do that to the temple of the Holy Ghost? All the pornographic things and all these kind of things you watch. Because I tell you that your eyes are windows to the heart or to the soul. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So what are you doing? What you are defiling? You are the one defiling that temple. You are corrupting it. Remember, you in that temple are part and particle of the body of the flesh and bone of Christ. You in that in that temple. That's why we, when we born again, we have to born anew. We must be born anew. Because now the new spirit must now take what? Charge of this body. And the Holy Ghost comes. And that's why he, say, he says that the young man singing the song, he says, I will make room for two. You and I. You are all that matters. It means preeminence must be given to him all the time in the temple. Did we get it? <laughs> so, so, saints, now that we have heard this, we can now hand over back. Now you understand? You say, God, I'm handing back. Because I have been using this property as though it is mine. I've been doing what I want to do on, in your and on your property. It ends now. It ends today. It ends from this moment. Your property shall only be used for that which is pleasing in your sight. So if you take this property of the Lord Jesus Christ and go work for ESCO and go work for municipality and go work for a hospital and go work for you name them. Company, whatever company you're working for. It, it, you are using the temple of the Holy Ghost. It must represent the Holy Ghost there. Wherever you are. Number two, you can eat that money, all of it, because you understand how did you get that money? You didn't have what it takes to get the money. You use God's property to go get the money. You get what I'm saying? So you don't want to pay tax. And yet you use God's property to actually get money. Are you getting it now? You see a lack of understanding. That's the problem. Lack of understanding costs us a lot. Because we live as though that we have a choice in this matter. Yes, you have a choice, but you should know whatever you do that is outside God's word in that body is the kingdom of Satan. You give Satan to rule that body. He said, you have joined the kingdom of Satan. You are a rebel. You are a rebel. 
So, and because of it, you are doing what? You work against. That's why God must destroy you. And he must take this property of his and bring it back to what? To dust. But you will be destroyed. The soul. Did you get what I'm saying? Amen. You get it now? He, he is bringing his property back to what it was original to its 16 elements. Why is he doing that? Because you defile it. He takes out every defilement. Everything that you did to it that is bad. He separates them. That's why he's trying to separate because you fail to separate it. So you separate it in there and bring it to, to. Why? Because you defiled it. You defiled? Do you know what happened to that man? Uh, he became a cow seven years for defiling God's property. Seven years of, of, and he had also that. The, yes. They hide him. God showing him who is who. He's using wrongly what belongs to God. So saints, I'm saying to you, bring back, hand over, to hand over is to say, <laughs> this is yours. <laughs> I stole it. <laughs> I love this. I, I, what I've been doing is, is, is unlawful. <clears throat> so, 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 take, take back what belongs to you. Your body don't belong to you. It is the temple. It's a property. So the body of Jesus Christ is not a property. It's a person. It's people. Getting that now? So that's why I say you need to bring back. You need to bring back. That's why you realize what Jesus did. When Jesus arrived at the temple, what he found that they have defiled the temple, he turned the tables around. Because there's no way God can come to a defiled temple and the tables are not turning. That's why the ministry of Malachi 4 is to turn things around. Amen. To remove corruption and defilement of the temple. You see? It's going back. It's going back. Amen. That's why he said, present your bodies. That's what? That's a living sacrifice. Now you understand why we should do it. Why we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Are we getting it, saints? Amen. Amen. So you see, the difference is the body of Christ is literally a body of Christ, which is the church. But your body is a temple. Your body is not referred to as a body. It's referred to as an abode, a temple. 
That's why the dressing of the temple must be according to the pattern. How do you know the pattern when? The pattern you get from the man of God at the time. It is Moses who brought about the pattern. In the last day, the prophet of the hour gives us a pattern. That's why we can't do what we want to do. Mm. Yeah. Our lives should be dictated by the Holy Ghost. But I was preaching schools. I want you to understand that part of the third rule. We are giving you <clears throat> mysteries, saints, so that you can speak. It's part of the third pool when the mosquitoes can no longer bite you. Amen. I tell you. Amen. He said while he was trying to uh, bring about and create uh, 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 squirrels, then he came to a place where uh, <clears throat> the way the way it was just mosquitoes. Then he said he does not have what do you call it. The, the, that that thing, the, the sprays and, and so all of this kind of thing that what repellents, and because he didn't have repellents, he said, "Mosquito is not gonna bite me, not anymore, and no mosquito touched him." You know what? Third pool. What is third pool? The great mystery of God being made known, unveiled. The word of God. Being fully restored. Many people are bitten by mosquitoes because they have not yet yet the seventh seal. <laughs> being truly preached. Amen. You can think it's a small thing. One of these days you will realize that, oh my goodness, that brother told the truth. How simple that was. So, mm -hmm. It's <laughs> God. God. Come on, she'll go What I do, what I think. Goodbye, it's a pepos. Yes, Amen. torment you. So if the mosquito is biting you, you are being tormented. And think of it by mosquito. <laughs> and yet you have the weight that said, let there be light. Does it really make sense? Come on, saints. Come on. They say now, these people now are too extreme. It's not extreme. It's being who I am. When I identify who I am. Amen. And I realize that mosquito. I'm talking about a little mosquito, saints. Amen. Now do you see it, saints? Your bodies. Are the temple so therefore saints when do you want to hand back <laughs> now you understand when do you want to hand back think of it you took that body that temple of the Lord you take it <clears throat> to prostitution what must the Lord do to you and you understand when you die, you must not be cried for. We can't mourn for you. Because God didn't do a mistake. He did what was, which was necessary. It was necessary for Phineas to put a javelin on the belly of that prostitute and that Levi. It was necessary to remove curse. Who is the guy? Ananias and Sapphira, they died because what? 
they thought the robbing game they were doing, they were just doing. They hide themselves. Ooh, he says, he says, it is written, my house shall be called the house of what? My house shall be called what? But you have what? Tend it. That's why there must be a tending. And we have only one message. That comes from Malachi 4. Which is the monopoly truth. That message. What does it do? It brings the tending again. Into a house of prayer. You have tended. I know you have tended. Into den of thieves. Their thieves have been doing that. Their adultery, the fornication, their stealing, their gossips, and all the kind of things <coughs> has been going on there in that body of Christ, in that temple of Christ. Now, this message must bring about the turning. Hand over. Hand over back. There is something that we call handing over documents and so forth. When the, pro, uh, uh, the project managers and so forth, after the, the, they have completed their project, they hand over. He says now it can be commissioned. So it's no longer a project. It is now what? <clears throat> a property, an asset that brings money into the business. Uh, they hand it over to, to ESCO. There must be handed over material, uh, the documents, so that it can be registered in the assets as part of the assets of the company. So now, you, if you are not handing over, <laughs> meaning... You are not, the property is not back to its original owner. I told you before that a landlord has become a tenant of his own property. You made him a tenant. You are one in charge. And the property belongs to him. He wants to live in it. So you say visit, or you can visit, you put conditions for the Lord in his own property. You are a thief and a robber. You are dangerous. It is written my house. Now let's read the scripture by now. I'm finishing that. I want you to see chapter 3. Let's go into chapter 3. Now we read it. Now that we understand it, we can read it, right? For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's what? Building. Building. Again, we know who Christ is. His body is. His flesh and bone is. Now, what about us? What about this flesh and bone? What is this? Is the temple. You getting it? He says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation, and, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. So all materials are explained there. You see? It says, 14 says, If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, 
he shall suffer loss. See that? But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. It has to go by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Didn't you know? If you know, then you will recognize the presence of the weight in you. By doing what? By looking after the property of God, that it is always under His control, power, rulership, authority. Right? <laughs> if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God do what? Him shall God do what? God shall destroy. For the temple of God is what? Holy, which temple he? <laughs> that temple, he endorses it. Which temple? Ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. You see? Counterintuitive. Why? It messes up with your understanding. How do you become fool when you are? What the Holy Spirit is telling you is that be teachable. So that I can give you content. <laughs> Woo Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 quickly. Ephesians chapter 2, right? Okay, saints, okay. We are done. We are done. We are done. You can see that. Let's start from verse 18. It says, For through him we both have access... <coughs> By one spirit. What? Access is by spirit. Because you are spirit. <laughs> by one spirit unto the Father. Right? Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers. You are what? Because that's what you think. <laughs> your flesh make you think you are a stranger. It's your flesh that is messing up with you. If you can understand you are a spirit, your flesh will never control you anymore. You're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of what? The household of God. And are built, say built. So, you are not builders. You are built. You are material. You are used to build. Upon the foundation of apostle and prophet, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the buildings, so all the building, fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy, what? Temple in the Lord. In whom ye also are builded or built together for an habitation. For what? You are not built for fun. You are not uh, uh, then 
of thieves. Because a den is something that is not for habitation, I tell you right now. That's why the thief uses it. Because it's a horrible place that is terrible. It's scary. It's a horror. But the habitation of what? Of God. Through what? Through the Spirit. That's why it says you are a temple of God. Of the Holy Spirit. You understand that? So Paul is actually endorsing this here so that we may understand. He's talking about ye are no longer foreigners. So therefore, as individuals, as a temple, ye are brought together to be fitly framed. Meaning the weight must chop and mold and pierce and must, must, must grill you. Have you ever go to where the house is built? How those people are, are they use the scaffold. They, 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 they hit that, 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 that brick. And somebody cut them. And they throw them. It's just a noise. And all those kind of things. The building is growing. So you all want your, that building to grow with, with fun. It must just be fun. Do you want to win Lotto? <laughs> Go out and have your fun. Leave us here. We will suffer with him. Because he has left a part of suffering for us to go through. But we will not go to the tribulation. That hour when it comes, you and I are already receiving mystery that brings us to a state of the third pool. Where we speak, where mosquitoes will never be a problem again. <laughs> Alright, God bless you saints. Thank you very much. If I answered you, I thank God that I did. It's just a follow up. I hope it became easy, not difficult. God bless you, my brother.